Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BitCot No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BitCot.org. This is episode 50, which I think I titled something clever like asterisk middle fingers to the government like, like, that's a bear in the lead. We're going to talk about a story about that later. But, uh, yeah, 50, you guys. Holy shit. Oh, no. Big time, dude. So 50. And we still haven't pod faded. I was just going to okay. say that. Some, some, <laughs> of us, some of us have, but. Yeah. Not the. But, I mean, you think about it, it's like, what's that? It's like, uh. I mean, in terms of weeks, that's like a hundred weeks because it's like every every other week. Essentially. Yeah, we've had we've right. had a few we've had a few here and there that have been like consecutive weeks, but not many. Yeah. Right. Not many at all. So. Yeah. Still going it's strong. Almost two years. I mean, we're we're oh. creeping up on two years. What are we going to get each other for an anniversary? present <laughs> <laughs> well i think we have a link about a guy that carved something nice we can maybe talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> that guy <laughs> when was our first episode when was our first episode anybody <laughs> do Give us the Jeopardy. Uh, I got I got January 29, 2017. So yeah. As uh, episode two. I don't know where, I don't know where episode one is. But well, no, it was episode one. But we're close. Oh no, there's episode one right there. So episode one was January 15th. Yeah. 2001. It was uh, me, Derica, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy Silver and Melissa. Well, you got to figure 104 weeks is two years, so that would, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jan- January 15, 2017. Nice. So yeah, that's our that's gonna be our two year podversary. Mm-hmm. Huh. Episode 52. Yeah. Well, we're raking in the big audiences now. Derica <laughs> had red hair. I, I'm trying to watch, look at the video, but Derica had red hair. <laughs> red or pink. I can't really tell. It's a red or a pink, something like that. Hmm. I don't know, man. I've been through so many fucking colors. It's, not, still... the, it's not the confectioner punk hair. Okay. It's kind, of, it's kind of like slicked back a little bit. All right. Yeah, I don't know. There's been blue and there's been pink and there's been purple and there's been red and all kinds <laughs> of weird stuff. So, Gotta yeah, I up, well, today. Today, today's the 16th, so we're a month shy of two years. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. So, I mean, that would put us, if we did it like two weeks, two weeks, that would put us like I right so. like right at 50, 54 would be. That would be 52. Or, you know, 50, 52 would be right at, right at two years, huh? Which makes sense because we do it every two weeks and there's 52 weeks a year. <laughs> we skipped a few and we had. 
But when we've done a couple extras and it's all worked out. I ain't complaining. Many more. Yeah. <laughs> I am so proud of myself for getting that math right just a second ago. Can I tell you guys? Because <laughs> mathing math is hard. Uh, well, hard. it is when you've already taken your medicine for the night. Mathing is really hard. <sighs> I got a calculator on my phone. Mm. Oh, I'm too lazy to bust it up, though. Yeah. No, I had to take some heavy duty stuff. Oh, your back started? Yeah, not as bad as it was, but it's been raining for three days, so I haven't been able to go get in the hot tub. Um, so, you know, that's not feeling great because that's my therapy. <laughs> it's, it's raining right now. If it's raining right now, I can I can see it out the window. But you guys are getting rain? Then I'm sitting there talking to you bastards. <laughs> but you're getting rain. That's awesome. We need it. I know. It broke your drought, right? Yeah. So that's good. We need, we need, we need light rain, not heavy rain, because we still got the people are still sleeping in tents and stuff on the fire. Right. Oh, that's shitty. Ugh. But that's contained now. Well, yeah, the, the fire the fire's out. Okay. The, the one in, in Paradise is out, but it was it ended up being like uh, like a hundred and hundred and eighty thousand acres. Um, Jesus, like thirteen thousand homes destroyed, like another five thousand businesses. Um, eighty six confirmed people, yeah, eighty six confirmed people killed. Um, over half of them are, are identified, and only only a few of the people that died are like younger than 50 years old right because it was a retirement community right yeah retirement community lots of mobile homes and disabled and and like some really elderly people new conspiracy theory (laughs) (laughs) social Social security (laughs) office lit that fire eugenics yeah that's what it was yeah Laughs and fucking Australians sending over eucalyptus trees on the hundredth right. and every anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're just mad because they don't exist. Australian. I always fuck with my Australian friend, and I'm like sending her shit about like Australia not existing and like people from Australia being actors. <laughs> <laughs> Australia is the biggest psyop in the world. I mean, kangaroos, come on. Look it's, at it. Look at it. Look at it. I mean, they couldn't come real? up with more believable wildlife. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, oh, like, giraffe. giraffe. Okay, like, look at a giraffe. Like, mm-hmm. that's what nature did. And you expect us to believe, like, kangaroos are, are natural? I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, a a I mean, whole it, continent full of shit that wants to and can kill you. Come on now, you guys. You can it's, do better than that. It's all part of the greater, grand fucking uh, flat earth conspiracy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And the funny thing is you guys think I'm joking. <laughs> I was seeing one the other day, like I saw a a screenshot of a of a of a conversation with a flat earther and, and 
Like they're, they're trying to convince the other person that the Earth was flat. And somebody chimed in and said, oh, it's not flat, it's a sphere. Right? And then, like, the, the flat earther responded um, something like, like, a sphere is a sphere is flat or something like that. And it's just like, it's just, it, it tur- the, the conversation de- de- evolved so fast. Once it the, does that with flat earthers. I, well, earthers I mean, like, said that technically, it's, it's flat. technically, it's not a perfectly round ball. It's an oblate spheroid is what they call it. Okay, Professor. Yeah. Fucking thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's flatter Dan. at the equator. It's flatter at the equator, so maybe that's why it gives the effect it's of seeming flatter flat people. at the equator? No, no, fatter. Fatter, oh, like, fatter the at the Earth equator? Is, the Earth is like, you know, the circumference of the Earth, I believe, is, is larger around at the equator than it is, like, you know, at the poles, yeah. obviously. Huh. So it's more like a football shape, I guess, but not like as oval. Or some shit like that. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not go down that path. I'm, we have other things to track. talk about. I'm losing track oh, of the so conversation. Did you, did, did you guys hear that um I guess Oregon's thinking about legalizing uh psilocybin? Shrimps? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Well, yeah. I, I, obviously, our crowd would prefer decriminalization, but <laughs> at the same time, I guess it's a step in the right direction, right? Yeah, right. there's uh, there's been studies that have come out about it recently, and there was a uh, oh, some Ivy League school. Uh, there was a, a an article from them, um, and then one of their medical journalists talking about the reintroduction of using cybocillin, um to treat. Uh, depression and anxiety, PTSD, yeah. things yep. like that. Was it? And then, I feel like it was then, Harvard. Was it Harvard? I think it might have been Harvard. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, but I mean, there there's people that have like se- severe like anxiety and depression issues, and are actually uh, medicinally prescribed to take uh, psilocybin. psilocybin. Yeah. And like it, like you said, there. I mean, there there's more than just one medical study backing up that fact that it does. Um, if not alleviate cure depression completely. And, yeah. I mean, th- there's like a big trend going on. Like, I mean, there's some people that I know that do it, but um, like microdosing with LSD and whatnot. And they said that mm-hmm. it like, you know, enhances their brain function, but doesn't make them trip out. Or like, it's kind of like, you're like right on the cusp of tripping, but like mm-hmm. not having the hallucinogenic effects and things like that. But your brain is like on optimal fucking functioning power. Cause they did right. some study on that too. About how, oh, I forget exactly what it is, but it like opens up um, like two parts of the brain. I believe it's the visual cortex and the the memory part of your brain that are like kind of like uh, separated when you're not on it, but like when you are on it, it kind of like allows like a doorway to be open between the two. Wouldn't surprise yeah, it's, me. It's, it's, it's mean, pretty interesting. They did like cat, uh, I think cat scans of people while they were on acid. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest. That was my favorite high I ever had in my life. Mm. Was tripping on acid. <laughs> I've never really loved... laughed so hard in my life, other than that, like on shrooms. Oh, I loved that shit. I loved it. And everything. Like Forty-five was just... minutes in, you're like sailing. <laughs> yeah, and everything was so much fucking awesomer. I know it's yeah. not really a word, but 
you know, like, <laughs> like the details you get so into, like, like you feel like your, your eyes become microscopes and like every detail of everything. And it just, the world yeah, blows right. your mind. You know? Like all your sense, senses are heightened. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was so long ago though. Oh my God. Yeah. I think the first time I ever dropped ass was when I was like 15. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I was I was 19. And that was 19 years ago. <laughs> yeah, P- PBS PBS has an article from 2 years ago about using cybersilin uh December 1st, 2016. Uh, and the time the name of the article is hitting the brain's reset button. Yep. No. So I mean, it's not it's not like you know revolutionary new thing. I mean, no, it's for... not. No, and I mean, I've seen studies on it for years now. I mean, they've well, been the studying things... psilocybin for a long time. Uh, John John yeah, Hopkins but... was the, uh, the the school. Oh, and okay. The team of John Hopkins researchers calling for medical mushrooms to be made legally available as medicine. That's from uh, huh. October October 11, two thousand eighteen. Oh no! John... It was Harvard was a was a study about gun violence. Never mind. I had seen. Yeah. That surprised me that it came from Harvard. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, is it Johns Hopkins in New York City? I, I believe it is. Because I, I, I think have, I, I have a friend that, that does uh, like medical... Um, what the hell does she do? Medical biology or some fucking... Some field like uh, that. She makes Baltimore. like crazy amount of money. But Oh, really? Baltimore, yeah. So then what, what the hell is it that I'm thinking of that she's she was said she was doing like uh, studies with like marijuana and whatnot in terms of like the medicinal properties of it? Well, I think I think that these hospitals have like like the big ones, the big research hospitals have, you know, like satellite campuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, even if she's in New York City, there's a possibility she could still be working under the aegis of. John yeah, Hopkins. That's Johns true. Hopkins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know it's one of those big outfits. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in a recent article published in the medical journal uh, Neuropharma- Neuropharmacology, four prominent psychiatrists wrote that cytosolin, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, should be placed in the most lenient category by the DEA and made legally available through clinics pending final data from several ongoing clinical trials. In yeah. essence, they argue that the potential benefits presented by cybersilin outweigh its possible harms. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, so. cybersilin is, is a Schedule 1 drug. It's Schedule 1? Yeah, weed is what, yeah, and weeds, I think, is Schedule 1, too, with, like, yep. heroin yeah. and everything else. And, it's so ridiculous. One yep. of the prerequisites, and heroin this is how you know the whole... Yeah, bath salts yeah. is schedule one. Bath salts are schedule one. Says yeah. This is this is how you know how much bullshit this is. Yeah. Like to be schedule one, a drug has to have no, no medical so applications. No. Yeah, but like, what is no... morphine? Morphine's a derivative of heroin, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, like... so and, and and I mean, people I mean, use it all the time. People have known for decades i mean they've known for hundreds of years that cannabis treats pain you know what i mean and then but like all the newer uses you know and and cbd and all you know all the research that's gone in but still decades people have known cannabis has medical applications Uh, and they still yeah yeah 
Go ahead. See, schedule, schedule one drug. It says the drug or other substances has a high potential for abuse. The drug <laughs> and other substances has no current accepted medical treatment use in the U.S. It has lack of accepted safety or use under medical supervision. Hmm. Yeah. And they had cannabis in that category. Nobody has ever OD'd on that shit. People OD on fucking aspirin. Okay. Well, you yeah, okay. you can tell that there's like a, a biological relationship between humans and cannabis in general because our body has uh, cannabinoid Can receptors. I, yeah, cannabinoid receptors. Exactly. So it's like if your body didn't have that, then like obviously, like you know, like if, if we do have that, that means that we obviously grew up in a, like a kind of a relationship with the plant, and it was part of our, you know, daily daily life. life. Yeah. yeah, for a long time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, cows used to eat hemp and there would be CBD in the milk. So it's like when people consume milk, they were getting CBD through the milk. Right. And so when, that did, could be when did one cancer start well. really becoming a rampant problem in human Right around the time that they society. eliminated hemp, hemp production. Exactly. Just about the time they, that they criminalized they just, cannabis. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was, I think recently they just passed a bill to uh, uh, federally new, legalize uh, hemp production. The new the new, new farm, farm bill. bill the new farm bill has a yeah. has a hemp um, hemp production carrier carrier on the bill. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Schedule One includes heroin, LSD, marijuana, mescaline, MDMA, GHB, ecstasy, psilocybin, synthetic marijuana, methaquilone, uh, and bath salts. So all the really fun stuff, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but only one one on that list will make you eat somebody's face off. Right, right. And it's the one that's not even manufactured as an actual fucking drug. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like... so which one's the odd man out here? <clears throat> I have bath salts in the little cutouts, in the little display jars in my fucking bathroom. Like, I mean, okay. Uh, uh, mescaline, peyote, I mean, that's, again, medicinal use. Right, traditional Native American usage. Yeah, and not only yeah. that, people have been successfully treating all kinds of fucking depression with that stuff for yeah. forever. Yeah, like it connects people well, back to their it, environment. And... Well, I think a lot of it is that, like, a lot of depression stems from the fact that people aren't spiritually connected. Number right. one. And then it's like they have no no direction or no purpose, so it's like you have no way to like direct that like um, sense of suffering in a positive oh, direction. Oh, I guess you would say, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the environment produces it too. I mean, it's a response to the environment, and you know the way life is right mm-hmm. now. So I'd say it'd be on the rise, <laughs> which is odd. Which is odd when you think about it, because the standard of living today. Is higher yeah, than I mean, it's, it's ever better, fucking yeah. been historically. Maybe it's a better perception, though. I guess, but yeah, maybe humans just need to fucking have some suck in their lives well, to yeah. really be able to appreciate it and feel alive. <laughs> Pro- yeah. Pro- yeah. Progress for progress' sake isn't necessarily a good. Thing. <clears throat> right. You know, just well, you form I a sense that, of. Gr- I was just gonna say, I think we need something to push against. Yeah, humans do, you know, yeah, you like a like, purpose, like a direction. Yeah, right, right, or or something that's trying to keep you back, or I mean, just something that'll give you some some traction yeah. in life. Like if shit's too smooth, I guess people just mm-hmm. fucking get depressed. 
that's why I've been fucking screwing up my whole life. I'm a goddamn genius. It keeps me yeah, sick. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I mean, in, in a sense, like, suffering kind of, um, uh, I don't know, like, it gives you some like something like to push against because you don't want that. So it's like you try and improve your situation. It gives you, you know, perception. Well, it gives you a sense of gratitude, gratitude as well. You know what I mean? Like for what you have, if you do see it that way at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was my problem with all those years. Because I I only saw the negative. I didn't see the positive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we all fall victim that's, to that. You know what I mean? That's not the easy only to one, do. Right? Yeah. Fifteen years. I fought that war for fifteen years. So. Yeah. So, all right. How about we go on to uh, how shitty a different government is than ours? Okay. <laughs> Venezuela. Oh Jesus! Here we Venezuela. go. Venezuelans regret gun ban, quote, a declaration of war against the unarmed population. <laughs> this is from, Let's uh, this, see. Is, this is actually from Fox News. It said every communist population ever in history. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but somehow, people still want we communism given up our and guns. they still want gun bans. How the fuck? Yeah, it's like, not making the correlation here, guys. <laughs> So this is just a random pattern. They're just a random pattern. They just didn't do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're yeah, gonna they're exactly. gonna dismiss this article anyway. Fox News. Oh yeah, phone uh, news. It's from phone yeah, news. Yeah, posted two days ago. Um, as Venezuela continues to crumble under the socialist dictatorship of pre- President Nicolas Maduro, some are expressing words of warning and resentment against the six-year-old the six-year-old gun control bill that stripped citizens of their weapons. told you so told you so hate to say I told you so yeah for real (laughs) and people wonder why Americans don't want to give up their guns Uh, well some Americans guns guns would have served as a vital pillar to remaining a free people or at least able to put up a fight ding 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 ding. (laughs) (laughs) we have a winner a little too late to fucking figure that out That, um, Javier Venegas, 28, a Venezuelan teacher of English, now exiled in Ecuador, told Fox News, quote, the government security forces at the beginning of this debacle knew they had no real opposition to their force. Once things were this bad, it was a clear declaration of war against an unarmed population. Mm-hmm. Under yeah. the direction of then-President Hugo Chavez, may he burn hell, Venezuela National Assembly in 2012 enacted the, quote, control of arms, munitions, and disarmament law with the explicit aim to, quote, disarm all citizens. The law took effect in 2013 with only minimal pushback from some pro-democracy opposition figures. Banned the legal commercial sale of guns and munitions to all except government entities. Oh, of course. Yeah. So back when that was getting passed, it says... It only had some opposition, just probably a little bit of opposition. Well, well okay, this okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay, it says a little bit of opposition, right? Chavez initially ran a months-long amnesty program encouraging Venezuelans to trade their arms for electric electrical goods. 
that year there were only 37 recorded, 37 recorded voluntary gun surrenders. <laughs> While the majority of the seizures, more than 12,500, were by force. Of course. Yeah. In 2014, uh, with Nicolas Maduro at the helm following some Chavez's death but carrying through his socialist uh, Chavista policies, the government invested more than $47 million in forcing the gun ban, which has since included grandiose displays of public weapon demolitions in the town square. What does that remind you of? <laughs> yeah, right? <sighs> Are you gun- listening, America? Yeah, a <laughs> gun store owner inside Venezuela who told Fox News he has now been regulated to only selling fish and supplies since the ban, said he can't sell any type of weaponry, even a slingshot, and underscored that a that even BB ammunition and airsoft guns are only issued to police and military officers. Airsoft? The punishment for the and illicit, anything. The punishment for the illicit carrying or selling <laughs> a weapon now stands at 20 years behind bars. Wow. So we, are they allowed to own knives? Um, yeah. If they're allowed to own knives, then they're better off than fucking England. So yeah. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, people you, see, not you, fucking... you see like the consistent pattern here that like all these countries that become disarmed, Right. The government becomes tyrannical and people have no way or no means to push back. Yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't necessarily require a violent revolution, but at the same time, if you have those teeth, it's like you, you know what I mean? They, they're going to encroach with um, a sense of hesitancy, I guess you would yeah. say. Like they're yeah, going right. to do it in, in, in smaller measures and more incrementally until, you know, whatever, they get the end result that they want anyway, but at least... Right, well, in, uh... if the public is armed, then they have to care about public opinion. If the public yeah, exactly. is disarmed, they don't have to give a fuck about public opinion. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so... Venezuelans didn't care enough about it. The idea of having the means to protect their home was seen only as needed out in the field. People never would have believed they needed to defend themselves against the government, Venegas explained. But Venezuelans evolved to always hope that our government would be non-tyrannical, non-violator of human rights, and would always have a good enough control on criminality. Oh <laughs> my god. He said it didn't take long for the wide-eyed public's perception to fall apart. Quote, if guns had been a stronger part of our culture, if there had been a sense of duty for one to protect their individual rights, and as a show of force against government power, and had legally... And had legal carry been a common thing, it would have made a huge difference. Since 2017, almost 200 pro-democracy protesters in Venezuela, armed mostly with stones, were shot dead by the government forces in brutal retaliation to their call to end the oppressive socialist regime. The once oil-wealthy nation has continued its downward spiral into financial ruin, extreme violence, and mass human rights violations. Estimated 3 million Venezuelans have been forced to flee since 2015. This is, now, this is, this is the big quote right here. This is the one that I really wanted to bring. Quote, Did we lose him? Of a criminal government. Wait, say, say it again. 
Yeah. Venezuelans show the deadly peril when citizens are deprived of the means of resisting the the, the deeper the depredations of a criminal government. So David Copel, a policy analysis and research director at the Independent Institute and adjunct professor of advanced constitutional law at Denver University. Quote, the Venezuelan rulers, like, the, like their Cuban masters, apparently viewed citizen possession of arms as a potential danger to a permanent communist monopoly on power. You think? <laughs> God. I just can't but even. But they just wanted like, to give power to the people. I can't. And that quote where the guy was talking about they wanted to trust that their government would never become tyrannical. Uh-huh. So fucking dude, naive, dude. So, so like, naive. I'm going to stick my head in this lion's mouth. And I'm going <laughs> to trust that this motherfucker isn't going to bite my head off because he said he won't. Yeah, even though this lion has a history of he- eating humans. like Right, yeah. Like every yeah. single time. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. What? <laughs> well, Jesus. this time it'll work. It won't eat me, you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, there, uh, there are twenty-eight thousand murders in Venezuela last year, compared to just under ten thousand in two thousand and twelve, before the gun ban went into effect. Yep. Wow. That's what happens. But, you know, gun nuts or gun control nuts, just they think that we're crazy and they think that we have fucking penis envy issues and I'm like... Well, gun control, the gun control debate boils down to whether the people should have guns or only the state should have guns. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's, it's, not a, it's not about doing away with guns altogether. Right, no, it's never, it never has been. No. But uh, people don't realize that or that it doesn't click with them nope. guns are still going to be there. there's a complete disconnect right and well, i mean you... obviously first of all criminals are going to get guns no matter fucking what you do they don't yeah. oh, give yeah. a fuck about laws they can <laughs> build them they never like have. you can build a shitty <laughs> fucking i mean like with some some pipes and wood and yeah. shit like that you can build a shitty but functional gun i mean like it's not <laughs> it's this you're never going to get yeah. keep them out of the hands of criminals. Yeah, a, a black market in weapons is also thriving. There's an estimated 6 million unregistered firearms circulating in Venezuela, but they remain far from the reach of the average non-criminal Venezuelan. So uh-huh. Black market of weapons is very active, but mostly used by violent criminals. Yeah. And who if do you, you think make is fucking arming those violent criminals? Crime? I mean, you make it a crime and only criminals are going to do it. I bet you it's the intelligence agencies behind it again. Because they're the distribution wing of the fucking uh, military-industrial complex. Yeah. Well, there's no arguing with that. (laughs) I mean, there's like, what, billions and billions of dollars to be made? They run drugs. Yeah, everything. I mean... I mean, how do you think they fund their black budget? Right, right. But it's not okay if we ton- do it. No, of I course mean, not. It's totally okay if they do it. You're not part of the club. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so the, art- mm-hmm. the article says uh, prices vary daily, but an AR-15 rifle goes for around $500, sources said, while, hun- while handguns sell for about 250 The prices are far beyond the reach of the average Venezuelan. Uh, just looking it up real quick, U.S. dollar to Venezuela, Bolvar, 500 U.S. dollars 
is 124,260,500 Venezuelan bulbares. Jesus Christ. Uh, I was about yeah. to say those prices are pretty comparable with what they are in the US. <laughs> 124 yeah. million bulbares. Jesus. <laughs> There's that commie inflation too. Yeah, I wonder like if you like went and saw a giraffe from the zoo and traded it for a gun if it would be like a fair trade. <laughs> Instead of like eating it. Well there's there's not many animals in the zoo because they did have to no, I know. I know. <laughs> like if if that Cortez chick had a country of her own to run, this is what it would fucking look like. You just oh, paid yeah, for Alexandria. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! What was it? Thirty-two, thirty-two trillion dollars over a ten-year period to fucking fund. What was it? Just universal health care, universal free, co- free yes. college. Yes, yeah. single payer. How, two, two, how, two how, more, how are you, you going to pay for that? Well, you just pay for it. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> crazy. No, we didn't. We didn't mean like. Do you have to take money and hand it to another person? Like that's not the question we're asking here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You just pay for We're it. not asking how a transaction oh, is done. Yeah, I didn't know that when you pay for something, you just pay for it. Sorry. We have to pass it. We've got to pay for it later. Let's yeah, dumb no, it down for no, you. No such thing Where as, does as scarcity. the money come from? Yeah. How, yeah. Do you, like, how do you find enough money? You just print more. Oh, God. Yeah. I, love, I love the memes about her. Yeah. Oh, they're so funny. Did you like see the money. one with the Cheerios box? And call it yes, Pepsi we're gonna Pepsi. end world hunger. Donut, donut, donut seeds. Donut seeds. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I saw, I saw one. I saw one today of her standing in front of the subway, and it said, I, "I've been waiting on the train for an hour, but it hasn't come." Yeah, that was. Weird. I saw that too. <laughs> oh, she's such a fucking animal, man. We're laughing, but people fucking elected her. No, I know. That's this scary is why part. democracy doesn't fucking work. You know, Dude, what's, fucking, what's, what's his name? De, de Blasio just called for the end of private property in New York City. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude just like went full blown communist and shit. Well, that's surprise, surprise. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Nothing, nothing makes more anarchist than the oppression of the state. So, yeah, it's true. That's true. Just wait. I, I'm just. I, I. can't wait for her to figure out that she can't do anything in office. Yeah. <laughs> like Ron, Ron Paul was in office for 20 years. He never stopped a single bill. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. But this he bitch ever, like watches. watches yeah, I don't think uh, he ever got a bill passed. He never audited the Fed. <laughs> like, what's she, what's she's that movie? And just fall on her face. What's that movie, Mister? What's his name? Goes to Washington. <laughs> Mr. Smith? Yes. Yeah. She, this, this fucking idiot watches that movie one time and runs for office and gets fucking elected. Yeah, right? Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, thinks she's going to so go ridiculous. make a fucking difference? <laughs> <laughs> so much difference. Huge difference. <laughs> oh. oh. She's a retard. Yeah, just and the the George Carlin quote. And like every time, every time somebody talks about her, or posts about her, or or whatever. I, every time her name comes up or her face comes up, 
I think about that George Carlin quote about um, think how stupid your average, think how stupid the average American is, and realize that half of them are stupider than that. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's frightening. <laughs> and they all vote, people. They all vote. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Like, I've watched videos where they do that, where they go around like men on the street kind of thing, and they go and like question people on like you know, see how like up to date people are like in yeah, terms current of poli- affairs, poli- and... politics and stuff. Yeah, and foreign affairs and, and like, even like and that. even like and people um... are so clueless. It's like frightening. Oh, yeah, the mark, even the, like, mark even the basics are of like oh, even yeah, the yeah. even the basic mechanics of how the U.S. government works, people can't fucking like nobody knows. Yeah. I've seen so many of those videos and people just have no clue. <laughs> oh, but, I think Mark Dice actually just did a man on the street video recently where he was going around asking Southern Californians if they were okay with incest or something like that. And they were like, yeah, well, as long as it's two, uh, between two consensual adults, like, I don't see a problem. I was like, what? Jesus. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is no, wrong with people, like, dude? My, my like, absolute years ago, favorite. that would have been like, holy shit, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. My, my absolute favorite Mark Dice one, and I actually, I have this the video bookmarked. Uh, my favorite Mark Dice one is uh, he's standing out in front of a pawn shop with like a, uh, um, like a one ounce silver one ounce oh, silver bar with the candy bars mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> trying to asking people which one they want and like like every single person that came by took the candy bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's like, like I don't know what am I gonna do with silver. Right, yeah. people have no idea. Oh what my silver. goodness! <laughs> there was no real one would slap him in the face. Yeah, there was, another, there was another one where he had like a ten ounce silver bar, and he was asking somebody if they wanted to buy it, wanted to buy it for ten ten dollars or something like that, and people were like, "Oh no, you know, what am I gonna do with silver?" Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, oh! actually, speaking of which, I found an awesome fucking quote by Charles de Gaulle. Um, it says, "Betting against gold is the same as betting on governments." He who bets on governments and government's money bets against 6,000 years of recorded human history. Yeah. 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 As, so. nice, as, as nice as gold is, like lead and brass and apples and lumber. Well, you got to yeah. diversify. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I didn't, well, I ain't dumb. I'm in California. I ain't yeah. stupid. <laughs> You're well, in you enemy territory. In California. He's behind enemy lines over there. So am I in New York. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, technically, I'm in a semi-free in some ways commonwealth, but not free at all in other ways. Virginia gun control bills that just... Well, if it says anything, didn't you say that John Wilkes Booth ran through your property? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a historical marker in my yard. Yeah, you were um, saying that. Yeah. So, I mean, after he shot Lincoln. Um, well, he hobbled through your property, should we yeah, say. Yeah, with a broken foot. <laughs> yeah. You can still see the, the little cabin down the roadways where he stayed the night. He tossed some, some uh, sharecroppers out of their cabin because the main oh, house... Good. My neighborhood is called Claydale, and it used to be the Claydale Farm here. And so the main plantation house refused to let him stay there that night. Um, They chased him off. So he walked down the road and 
toss some poor black sharecroppers out of their little cabin and stay in their place for the night. And then he was caught the next day and, and shot. So. Yeah, see, even that was a secret society hit job because he was part of the Knights of the Golden Circle. <sighs> he was just an American guy, Fox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Yep. I love that. I still love that meme I posted earlier today. It was like Lincoln said that like a ballot is uh, stronger than a bullet or something like that. And it was like the bottom picture is like John Wilkes Booth. He's like, laugh out loud, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <All> right. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did, I share, did I share that other meme on there? Is that the one I, I shared the meme with the uh, the Gandhi quote? Be, be the change you want to see? I don't think I saw that one. Oh, but it's uh, oh, it's, nice. it's it's boots shooting, boots shooting, Lincoln on the back of the head, and the, the quote says, be, be, the, "Be the change you want to see in the world." Oh my god! Yeah, I got I got booted off of Twitter because of that. Because a socialist <laughs> from from fucking Portland said that he was going to run as a write-in candidate, and I said, "Well, if you become president, I'll be your John Wilkes Booth, big guy." Oh jeez! <laughs> and then he reported me. Oh, that's like a little quirk. Are you perma-banned from Twitter now? Oh, yeah, I've been since August. Yeah. Well, okay. I got back on there for like four days, and then I got banned again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can never ridiculous. behave myself for very long. Ridiculous. You're there's a troublemaker, much, Dan. There's too, much fun in, there's too much fun in being truthful. It is. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how people like don't want to be involved in it. It's, You're it's, a fucking hooligan. It's hilarious and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like all excited when I was back on Facebook. They're like, my newsfeed is fucking lit up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we almost like and, Andrew and I were joking about that starting a betting pool, seeing how long you last for you catch a first. Yeah, game. right. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Who was it? One of them in in meme court was like Dan's already banned. Like you hadn't even been back for twenty four hours. Oh yeah, Gary. Gary. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so many people fucking believed it. It was hilarious. Oh yeah, of course. It was like I was back on for like a half an hour, and you posted that. <laughs> <laughs> it is believable though. I have a track Dan. record. My Dan reputation Simon. precedes me. <laughs> uh, Brett Brett Goff commented. He said, "My grandmother, uh, a few generations back, was was Mary Stewart or Mary Mary Stewart, the first woman hung and executed by the federal government for her role in the conspiracy to kill Lincoln." Jeez, that's awesome because my last name is Booth. Huh. <laughs> just just saying. <laughs> Yeah, and I own land that he ran across. Yep, it's six degrees of separation or something. Cue the X Files. Yeah, right. cue, cue the X Files music. Speaking of bands, Pentagon complains about the 1,100 U.S. high schools that ban military recruiters. Oh no, shit! Aww. Nice. <laughs> The, the booming economy is creating a major headache for military recruiters charged with signing up qualified applicants for America's all-volunteer force, and a good number of U.S. high schools are making the problem worse, according to the Pentagon leaders. Last yeah, week, the Navy Secretary Richard Spencer complained that Congress, that local school districts containing more than 1,100 high schools have banned recruiters from campuses, awarding access to a prime target of 
to a private target group, 18-year-olds with a high school degree and no immediate job prospects. This makes it all more frustrating that hundreds of high schools see military recruiters as a danger to high, high schoolers rather than a helpful rather than a help to find a rewarding career in service of the country. Rewarding is bullshit. I call shenanigans. Yep. (laughs) Quote, there's an excess of 1,100 schools and school districts that deny access to uniformed members to recruit on their campuses, Spencer said in testimony before a joint session of the two Senate subcommittee. Quote, they're all throughout the country, uh, Preponderance up in the Northeast and Northwest, he said, whatever help anyone could do in helping us get the message out would be greatly appreciated. What uh, message? That you're need still more people fighting to die. a fucking war that you started like almost 20 fucking years ago and you need more yeah. fucking cannon fodder? <laughs> yeah. The, Fuck army, fa- yeah, the yeah. army failed to make its recruiting goal this year for the first time in more than a decade, falling short by 6,500 Good. Sold. That's damn good. Other made their goals, but they're finding it tougher. Um, well, you you got to understand that a lot of this is an economic draft, and people think, oh, well, the fucking armed services yeah, that, is voluntary. Yeah, but that's a, a lot of people don't have the fucking option, especially if they come from a poverty-stricken area, like you know, black inner cities. Those kids right, see that like as an opportunity to get out of their situation. Out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's actually so the, they the always. That's actually the next paragraph. Yes. Oh. So it's like they, they, reap, they reap on that like economic factor and like, you know what I mean? Like they like suck those people in with a, you know, image of a better life and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, all you got to do is go to college and whatnot, you know, we'll pay for it. And you know, you won't have to see any battle or anything. Next thing you know, they're over in fucking Iraq or. Right. And how many of them have any other opportunity to have college paid for? Yeah, exactly. No, you know, yep, there's only so many sports. Well, very few. Right. So, so go ahead, Jason. But, next paragraph. Quote, anytime you have an unemployment rate below 4.1%, historically, trouble looms on the horizon for both recruiting and retention, said Admiral William Morin, the vice chief of naval operations at the same hearing. Quote, it's at about 3.8%, I think, now. So we are expecting uh, this market to get more difficult than easier. What does that tell you? I mean, like... That we are a... Okay. Like American, yeah, American people, what does that tell you? Like these, there's something inside, even these people who are, you know, nationalistic and patriotic and all that shit, something inside of people knows not signing up for the military is the preferable option given two mm-hmm. options, two viable options. Because and even I mean, those like, people are tired of war. Yeah, but I mean, like... Nobody wants to fucking leave their family and, you know, I mean, it's given a better alternative. People will not join the military. It is a last fucking resort. And that should tell you something. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's quite obvious that we're, I mean, like, I mean, really, what could you say is within the American people's interests other than defense of their own country from being invaded? But in terms of power <laughs> projection, it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't benefit the average person whatsoever. No. You know what I mean? So it's like and with the age of the Internet, I think a lot of people are catching on to that and they're understanding right. that we're not we're not over there for the reasons that they state. It's an open-ended war because it's a war on fucking terror. There's not an actual enemy to find. And because there's big fucking money. You know what I mean? It's more of a slogan than anything. 
Yeah, yeah the, exactly. the U.S. The U.S. Just people, can't, are, the, people are people are catching on about from Syria. Yeah, like There's, they're 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 settling the they're set like the U.S. military is settling in Syria for the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But and there's that's not, that's big not money. That's not including like the, the the what seventeen years in Afghanistan. Yeah. Right. I mean, we well, also got like we're also there right now. Somalia, Central Africa. All over the Middle East. I mean, you know, like how long we've been in Afghanistan, you can fit like two world wars and a Korean war inside of how long we've fucking been that, in that, Afghanistan. That time frame, yeah. Absolutely. There, there are there are kids there are kids joining the military now that are going to be sent to Afghanistan that were born while their parents were on tour in Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's so ridiculous, man. Like, there, there's, there's kids that are gonna serve at the same FOBs that their parents did. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That, that, that right there, like that stat alone, that that statement is disgusting. Yeah, this war is older than Micah. Uh huh. Well, see, you know? we had we had a lot of recruiting in the high school that I went to, and my dad was always like, "Fucking, you know," because he was a vet. And he'd been through the shit and he'd seen it firsthand. So he was like, I don't ever want to see you come home with like shit from the military saying that you're signing up. Like, he's like, obviously, that's only your own decision to make. He's like, but I wouldn't support it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. I don't like, recommend it. He was it. adamant about me. Like, cause, yeah, because yeah. he didn't want to have to see me go through what he grew and like fucking become like damaged fucking individual because of it. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, he knew that it wasn't because of the reasons that they tell people. No. Hell no. And you know what kills And by the me? time I had graduated, I graduated I graduated the the June right before 9-11 happened. So I would have been, like, prime candidate for joining the military. Yeah. I was in the military, pregnant with Micah, when 9-11 happened. My, my, oh, little, wow. brother, my little brother was in the process of joining the Marines um, to do electrical engineering or something like that. Uh, and then 9-11 happened, and then the recruiter said, oh, no, you're going in as a grunt. And my brother said, oh, no, fuck you. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I was in my last last uh, week or two of A school in Pensacola. I was just finishing. Yeah, they really whipped training. up a fervor amongst the American people with that shit, man. Yeah. People were just like, they were so blind with rage. They were just like, let's fucking kill her. Just point me in direction. And oh, here was, we are, I mean, 17 was, years later, and people still spout the fucking propaganda reasons that were over there. People still believe that shit. Like, well, how, yeah, because they don't want to fucking accept they've been lied to. Yeah, but well, no, not that, Christ. but it's, it's, what the mainstream, it's what the mainstream media, it's what the government, it's what the, yeah, that's, the, the that powers that be. I mean, it's, it's the... It's, it's reiteration of the same propaganda, but... It's still effective because the, because people spend twelve of their most formative years being taught to respect this monolithic authority. Like you don't, and, 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 and I don't like, know where it failed us then. You don't, you don't <laughs> see, you don't see any pushback. You don't see any pushback against the Patriot Act anymore. Yeah, no. I know. You don't isn't, see, hey, Dan, you hardly... isn't there like um, something like eleven percent of the population, or maybe it's one percent? I don't know that whose mind works in such a way that this 
like the indoctrination just doesn't stick permanently. Did I would you, imagine so. Like some people ever, are like immune to it. Yeah, like there's there was some study or something of people that just like yeah, there's their mind doesn't work the same way that most people's does. Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think we're, like, we're we're of that group. Yeah, that's what I was. You were like, "Why didn't it work on us?" Yeah, I, I think I think what it is is there's like there's like six different ways that people learn, or six six big ways that people learn, and like like ninety percent of the population falls into like one or two of them, uh-huh. and, then, and then like the rest of us are are in a different different categories on, on how we learn. So the the school system, the indoctrination programs, is geared towards mass. You know, t- towards the mass of them. So if, if they can give the indoctrination propaganda toward ninety percent and lose ten, that's still a pretty efficient program. Right. No, and it yeah. is. But there was some study that I saw. I swear, and they were talking about how some people have like almost like a psychological immunity to authority or a psychological like. Um, resistance to yeah you know being told what to think and and being conditioned um i I believe it yeah i've I've always been that way yeah yeah there's just there's a certain percentage of the population that just can't take things on faith you know what i mean (laughs) just because someone fucking told them to they just can't yeah exactly so that that's probably why it didn't work on us. Dan. <laughs> did, um, I'm thinking so. I mean, it's usually the ones that are in school that are like the really smart ones, but just don't comply with what the fucking you know. Right, don't turn in their homework. The ones the teachers are always saying you have so much yeah, potential, that, that, but you don't do the work. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like my my fucking guidance counselor with me and one, she was like, "You could have been like that five year class. Like, what are you doing with yourself?" And I'm like, "Well, right. I'm like this doesn't like um, define who I am." Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, "This is fucking stupid." I, yeah, I hate busy work. I like I refuse to do it just on principle alone. I fucking mm-hmm. hate busy work. Yeah, I was I was like. <laughs> I hated school. I absolutely despise school. I have. Oh, I fucking hate I it. I have next to no good memories from high school. I am not in contact with anybody that I went to school with. Or I had to go to my twentieth reunion this summer. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I never. I haven't got invited to any of them. So that <laughs> but uh, like, I hated it. I hated sitting in that classroom. I hated staring up at the teachers. I hated the books at whatever. But I like. I failed all the classwork. I never did the homework. Yeah. And I would come in uh, for the test, for the, for the end of the week test or the, the midterms and like that, and ace them. Absolutely, yeah, me too. Absolutely, me too. Ace, ace the test. And, like, I got accused of cheating They would get pissed time. about that shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, they right? accused me of cheating all the time. You can just get through on your test scores. Well, mm-hmm. I think I fucking can. I'm getting a C average, so. Exactly, I mean. exactly. <laughs> that was it to a fucking T, dude. Yeah. And they'd be like, like, they'd be like, like, if you know everything, why don't you just do the work? And I'd be like, well, that'd be kind of redundant because if I already know exactly. it, redundant. That's a good word for it. it. Like, yeah. 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 I remember. I remember. It's just like, it, all it shows is that you. I can repeat the programming is all. Exactly. Why don't you just do the work? Because I fucking know it. What's the point? Yeah, I know it. I just took this test now. You know that I know it. So fucking get over it. 
my my teacher. I jumped through your hoop. I played your game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 tenth grade history teacher, Miss Holmes. Um, she actually she actually called called my dad one time and, and accused me of cheating because like she had given us a, a, an essay to write on the topic. I don't, I don't remember the specific topic. Um, and I came in at lunchtime on the day that it was due. And in 20 minutes, wrote a full page essay and mm-hmm. got a B plus on it. <laughs> uh-huh. And she actually she was so angry really that she called that she called my dad. called my dad and complained to my dad yes. that, I, that I wasn't doing my potential and this and that. And that you didn't pay like, your dues, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I was like, you know, like, okay, so this semester you guys want me to do all this fucking bullshit, but look, you're my English teacher, but I did this one paper for social studies, and it was like twenty five fucking pages long, so you can look at that and realize that I know all the shit you're teaching me this year. Just fucking talk to him. Like, why do we keep repeating (laughs) the same shit, class to class to class? Come on, like I hated it. It was, it yeah. was. I wasn't buying it. It was no fun. I didn't agree with anything. And I just, yeah, I didn't buy into it. I didn't buy into the indoctrination. Like it's, it's the same. The same They'd be like, we can't flog you hard enough to get you to obey. Yeah, <laughs> they tried. They tried. We can't, we they can't. kept. They, they kept giving me Saturday school. Did you guys have Saturday school? That oh man. Yeah. Like if like we would get detention if you didn't go to detention, then you were supposed to come in on Saturday and for like six hours. Yeah, I mean, uh, in public schools, like the embodiment of that saying that yeah. you know beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, but they like the, the the teachers kept sending me to the office because I wouldn't do my classwork. Yeah. Right. And then the principal's like, "Well, I just want to do a classwork. My classwork was stupid. I don't want to do it." So then he'd, he'd give me he'd give me detention. I wouldn't show up for detention, and he'd give me Saturday school. And I wouldn't show up for Saturday school, and I never got suspended. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he, he nice. tried to he tried to give me Saturday school for like six weeks in a row, and I just I I, <laughs> didn't, I never showed up for it. And, and you like, know what? I turned in just enough to like pass my classes because I played sports, and I wanted to play sports. And if your grades drop below a certain GPA, then you can't fucking yeah, play sports. Yeah, yeah I, that was literally I, yeah. the only reason that I fucking turned anything in in high school. Yeah, I dropped. I dropped out at like sixteen and a half to work full time. I started working forty hours a week, and then when I turned. Yeah, I 18, considered bringing up my GPA because I wanted to play uh, basketball. But... Uh, <laughs> well, then when I, when I turned when I turned eighteen, I went and uh, took the GED test without any prep. And scored like eighty five percent on it, and that was yeah. enough to actually get my diploma. So I had like I have a GED and a diploma. Right. <laughs> Mike is supposed to be studying for his GED test. So. <sighs> but, yeah. So not buying into the government program. Yeah. But yeah, look at us all, now, guys. Seem... We got three brilliant people on a fucking podcast. You know That's what right. I mean? <laughs> on podcast episode number 50. Hell yeah. Two years. And I'm about to self-publish my first published work. <laughs> nice. Ever. Yo, Danny, Danny, Thanks, English yeah. teacher. 
What's that, Jason? I said Dan needs to read that. He'd get a lot out of it. Oh yeah. He'd really do it. Yeah. It's what right now it's called Think for Yourself, and it's a critical thinking workbook for ages twelve and up. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and I mean it's not like a regular workbook because there's no right or wrong answers. It's just it's kind of like introduction to the basics. You know, some yep. of the philosophies and the different types of reasoning and first principles and logical fallacies and and then like the the steps of the process, which are based on deductive reasoning, um, yep. which you know is real similar to the scientific um, process. And and then, you know, like practice room and there's room for notes after each section. So they, they're supposed to look up the concepts from that section and and give their impressions and, you know, get more information on it, write down whatever they find helpful, stuff like that. So yep. it, it's just because I had done this as a homeschooling. <laughs> I did like, I homeschooled Caleb on this for, God, like two weeks. We put aside everything else, all the other subjects. And, you know, we rocked on like critical thinking hard for like two weeks. And then I was like, I already fucking did all that work. I'm going to need to begin for Declan someday. So I'm just going to type this shit up. And then yeah, I was right. like, well, if I'm going to type it up, I might as well fucking publish it in case anybody else wants to use it for their kids. So, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. That's a, that's a great read. Yeah. It's short. I mean, like the reading part. It's there's not a lot. It's it is what, the basics. Eight, Eighteen pages, something like that. Like twenty, yeah, something like that. Um, of actual reading, and a lot of it is there's a lot of yeah. But when people's shortest, when people's uh, short attention <coughs> span these days, you know what I mean? It's a uh, ideal, right? Right, and then and then <laughs> most of the pages in the book are just like like the journal part. There's there's yep. blanks, um, blanks of like with the steps on them, but then blank spaces, um, so they can work through problems on there. There's a whole bunch of those, and then um, just a section for writing down resources that they come across that they want to remember to, you know, for in the future. And like, you know, I would think somebody could put like you know the MIT courses and the Khan Academy and like URLs and shit like that in there, but I don't know. Who knows? If nobody wants it, nobody wants it. <laughs> it was a, a good it was good thing good exercise either way. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right, how about on this some more uh, some more propaganda? Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. Ada County paramedics debut three hundred thousand dollar armored ambulance. Oh Christ. I've never seen that article. Yeah, Dan and I are laughing about this one a couple days ago. I haven't seen any of these articles, really, because I've been doing a Facebook detox. Yeah. Um, Ada County. Do you know where Ada County is, Jerrica? Where? What? Ada Ada County. A-D-A County. In Idaho? Boise, Idaho. Uh Uh-huh. 400,000 people in the whole county. Uh, I looked up the stats the other day. Um, like last year, there were last year there were two murders. The year before that, there was one. And it's like, yeah, why like, does Idaho it's like, need it's a like fucking two, It's like two, one, three, zero, one, two. As you like go down the list, like in the last ten years, there's like 
15. Why does Idaho need an armored ambulance? No, 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 wait. I know what happened. This happens to me on Amazon all the time. They put the wrong fucking one in their cart. And then they forgot to change it out. No. No. And then they hit hit order. They completed their order. This is our this is our ten ninety nine. This is our good friend at ten ninety nine program. So uh A the county paramedics unveiled a brand new vehicle to help the team in dangerous situations. A custom made armored ambulance. The ambulance situations like uh just bear attacks. They they actually they actually bring up something (laughs) they're gonna laugh so hard. Uh, the ambulance, plated in black bulletproof metal with the words "rescue" on the side, made its debut Monday. <laughs> after Chris uh, Shandera of the Ada County Paramedics Tactical Medical Team filled out the grant paperwork necessary to relieve the vehicle more than a year ago, the three hundred and twelve thousand dollars ambulance delivered by the Department of Homeland Security will accompany will accompany the Ada County Paramedics Tactical Medical Team when they join SWAT teams in the field. Wait, offer... their par- wait, back up. The paramedic tactical, tactical medical team. Medical team. Yeah, in case they have to raid anybody and they shoot them and they got to put them in the hospital, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Oh my God. Uh, it will offer paramedics <laughs> a safe place to render aid to those injured other than the claustrophobic confines of the SWAT vehicles themselves. Yeah, it everybody knows Idaho is a rough neighborhood. It also gives them a place to store more medical equipment. Okay, this is this is the paragraph that just it's okay. Paramedics will now be able to bring oxygen with them on calls, something they couldn't do before for the fear of exploding and struck by gunfire. <laughs> now that they can be safely stored in the back of their ambulance. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, you know what? God. Okay, I got a theory about this. I got a theory about this. That's the excuse that they used to buy this thing, so they could tote around oxygen tanks. But do you guys know what paramedics do with IV bags and oxygen and shit when they're not at work? <laughs> do you guys know? Does everybody know what paramedics do yeah. with IVs and shit when they're not at work? Probably get high on it. No, no, that, they hook themselves up to it before they start drinking, so they can get fucked up and have no hangover the next day. Oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah. Yeah, so like that's their excuse. Fucking party <laughs> supplies. But they used it as an excuse. They gonna have lights up in that bitch. So they can have their fucking party supplies. You gonna have like a mirror ball and shit the whole night. <laughs> I can see him now, rocket, fucking like rocket. SWAT SWAT rate. SWAT raid in somebody's house and like carrying a pregnant woman out and like putting her in the back and like. <laughs> But yeah, it's, like a, it's, a, it's a bear cat. That's what <laughs> it is. It's, 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 a bear, it's a bear cat with rescue written on the side. Jesus. So ridiculous, dude. Fucking 1099 program. Like that, we, still, we need to take over that little town. What's that little town in oh, yeah. South Oregon that's for sale? We need to take over that town. We get we, we can have a sheriff. We get 1099. Yeah. I'm gonna get me some fucking ATVs. Fucking I'm gonna get me some fucking amphibious shit. I'm gonna get me some fucking yeah. tactical gear. A tank. I want a tank. Rocket launchers. Grenade launchers. Yeah. For those, those, for those riding bears. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it'll all be legit and, and, and totally fucking. Ambulance. <laughs> 
Like, we we were afraid to carry oxygen for the bullets that might fly through and blow everything up. They've had, like, 18 murders <laughs> in 10 years. Yeah. Chicago, the murder capital of the United States. Don't have armored yeah. vehicles. Don't have armored ambulances. And New they York carry City. oxygen. They New carry York oxygen. City doesn't have armored yeah. ambulances. Yeah. Miami, New Orleans, Atlanta. Philadelphia, Detroit, Seattle. Jason, we're talking about don't the have hard... armored vehicle. Don't have armored ambulance. Jason, Ada we're... County, Idaho. We're talking about the hard streets of Boise now, boy. Oh, Look, yeah, right. That's a whole different. Potato town of Fallujah. Potato town. Does, does Boise even have a Martin Luther King Boulevard? Probably um, not. It might be the only official. town. It might be the only city in the U.S. that doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how you know there's it, no ghetto then. Right. The county. The county. The county worry only, about shit. The county is only four hundred thousand people. Like Boise, Idaho. Boise itself is like two hundred forty thousand. Yeah, so, I've I been mean, there. Boise God. is not a huge city, right? They, okay, that I, Ada <laughs> County. Ada County has. Half, less than half the population of my county. My county does not have an armored ambulance. Right. Not that I want. Yeah, but like they, like doesn't like the uh, well, not the post office, but actually the post office might. I mean, some places, but I know like Social Security has like armed, uh, armed security. Like a whole bunch of places. Oh, like dude, the they EPA, got some, like all... they, they have the around here, the, like the Social Security and the Welfare Office. They have like some serious buds. Uh, and then they have yeah, like the, really... the four inch, the four inch thick bullet resistant glass. Well, well, I mean, like under I'm the like, Obama I'm, administration, I'm the I know though. they armed like a lot of those agencies. Yeah, yeah, he did more to build that standing, like occupying army. <laughs> Ten, <laughs> Ten, and, yeah, weapons of war do not belong on the streets. Yeah, well, they only say that <sighs> they're talking about our weapons of war, not theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Weapons of war do not belong yeah. on the streets. Blah, militarized police, blah 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 blah. He has de- Obama deported more people than, than Trump has. But who yeah. who is like the ones posturing like they're at war with the you know with the people? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the police forces the, are it's uh, the cops. Kind, kind what's of what's like, the saying? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, to, like to, to look to look who's expecting trouble uh, or to. To see who is expecting trouble, look who came to the look who came to the protest dressed for the riot. And then I, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I butchered the shit out of that quote, but yeah. no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Though. To figure I mean, out who's true, looking though. for trouble. Yeah. yeah, the police. The police always show up, armored to the teeth. Right, they got the, the riot gear on, or or in my case, my neighborhood, they come out of the cars with the M4s already in their hands. Jesus. No, I mean. They're they're not they're they're trying to not believe people. They're trying to not trust people. No, yep. they're they're hammers. They're trained every, to view... everybody's a nail. Everybody's a yeah. nail in their eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, th- that was like one of the big things after nine eleven and the installation of the Patriot Act was it was like kind of converted. Well, I mean, didn't kind of it did convert the United States into a police state and fucking made it change the training to have the police view the people as like the enemy because anybody right. could be a potential terrorist. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, you remember, that's, like, that's the mindset that you get them into, and then it's like, well, if you push people, and like you're the ones that look like the terrorists, like eventually people are going to push back against that, and then you can be like, oh, well, they're 
I they are the terrorists. That's that's a classical. We, pro- a, we provoke them. It's a classical you know? abuser tactic projection. We're the terrorists because yeah. we won't put up with their fucking abuse. Like yeah. that's that's classic. They, they play that's, the victim once people lash back. Exactly, out it's gaslighting, yeah. and it's yeah. projection, <laughs> and it's it's, yeah. it's not it's not yeah. the politicians, it's not the IRS, it's not the bureaucrats that are rolling around in armored vehicles. Right. Yep. But people I still mean, have people still have blue line that blue line stickers on their cards. Yeah, it's the people who <laughs> are hired by them, the people who follow their orders and enact initiated aggression against innocent fucking people um, mm. against non-violent peaceful people I mean only individuals act we're all responsible for our own actions so you can how say many just do a do gerb like, yeah but I mean like how many times do people have to get smacked in the face before they just say I've fucking had enough and then like you know it's it's off to the races, you know what I mean? I know. Because okay. people don't understand that, that only individuals act. And there is no such thing as society. You can't defend something that doesn't fucking exist. Hey, Society's there, just a collection of individuals. The, the unarmed populace of France is rioting right now. Mm-hmm. Right? There's several, Wearing symbols so, of their own oppression. Several, other, several countries are having copycat, having copycat protests right now. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., they're saying, "Oh, back the blue." Yeah, vote, vote well, harder. I just—it's embarrassing. Well, I mean, <sighs> things reached critical mass there for people before they did here, or before they have here. I mean, that people in the U.S. aren't at well, critical you, mass. You they're not figure, at their fucking limits to... of their of their ability to yeah. put up with it. Yeah. Well, we have to figure we're a much larger landmass. Yeah. And um, the immigration. And our government, as much as we bitch about it, it it does get less done than European governments do. Not, I'm not saying getting things done is a good thing. I'm just saying European governments seem to move swiftly because they're small countries. Yeah, exactly. And they're more homogenous, um, like ideologically. And they have less resistance for things like fucking Merkel and her stupid bullshit, you know, about about immigration and whatever. I mean, like, shit happens. Well, that's one of the main sticking points with a lot of the people Europe. across Europe. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the main sticking points for a lot of the people in terms of like being fed up with it. Because like, if you like, just saw like the downward. Uh, well, you know, the regression of Paris essentially over the past 10 years, like, you know, it was a nice city. Now it's like, yeah, there's like people like sleeping in the middle of the streets and like, you know, like tent cities essentially like in the middle of the streets in Paris. Uh So it's like people are like seeing that shit and they're like, okay, this used to be like nice. Now it's like, crime has gone up everywhere, assault, yeah, things like that. So I mean, people are going to get fed up with that eventually, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. All right, now that I'm in the mood. Okay. Uh, jury finds man facing bail after playing fuck the police not guilty. A man facing jail time for blasting the song fuck the police and allegedly violating Pontiac's noise ordinance was found not guilty by a jury. <laughs> noise that, ordinance. Yeah, that person on the jury said, why am I here? This is a waste of my time. You know... 
know that type of deal, knowing that I am innocent. Webb faced a $500 fine and 93 days in jail after playing NWA's Fox Police right next to an Oakland County Sheriff's deputy conducting a traffic stop <laughs> on someone else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not all heroes awesome. wear capes, people. Not all well, that's just as good as the guy that fucking made that middle finger to fucking place. Uh, yeah, face we're going to get to him. Kind of, we'll kind of board oh, building yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. You got people standing out here and you're playing <laughs> fuck the police because I'm, I'm sitting right here, right? I don't care if it's any other rap song. You drop in the F bomb and cursing and swearing, and nobody wants to hear that, the officer said. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> well, the, the police officer's reasoning was that he said the music was vulgar, and part of the vulgarity was the use of the F word. But we had it on video that the first man the officer had pulled over, the officer had dropped the F bombs with him. So it's okay for the man to hear the F word, but not other people? Yeah. Said Nicholas Somberg, who represented the Webb in court. Webb chose not to pay the fine for allegedly violating the noise ordinance and instead chose to take the case to court. Good for him. To trial. The jury took all of nine minutes to come back with a not guilty verdict. Yeah. Of course. Quote, it's really sad how much money is spent on finding something that was a loss from the beginning. It's not like this was close. I mean, you look at it at any prosecutor or lawyer who understands the law and people's rights should have dismissed this. Yeah. It Um, only, I mean, the guy was only ever charged because he hurt the fucking cop's feelings. Or yep. pissed him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of fucking fragile little sissies wearing those uniforms these days, people. You know, a, a, a similar thing. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to say God, it's like I like, open my mouth and Slinky comes out, you know? Like, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but um, a friend of mine on, on Facebook, I'm not going to drop his name, uh, he was arrested last night, actually, uh, for flipping off a cop flipped off a cop, uh, which as we know is protected speech. It is. It uh, is. It's even, didn't it go to the that went all the, way to the Supreme Court? I think that went all the way to Scootis, yeah. Right. Uh, but he, he flipped off a cop and was arrested and booked for resisting arrest. Yeah. Wow. That is called begging the question, you <laughs> assholes. And, and, and they did not read him his rights. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all they don't give a fuck about that. All yeah, because I don't think they've ever read me my rights. All, yeah, all because he flipped them off and, and hurt their feels. Yep. Uh, he yeah, disrespected it, them. Dis- he, yeah, disrespected yeah. them. And, you disrespect my uh, authority. Oh, he's, he's, already, he's already talking to a lawyer about the lawsuit. So. Yeah, well, he'll get, he'll he fucking paid. nails their asses to the wall. He'll get paid for that one. Yeah. Good, I hope he does. Yeah. I got, I got, Although it's never the cops that pay the fucking settlements, it's no. the taxpayers. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, not even, not even most of it. I, a lot of it is from taxpayers. And even if the cops do, well, obviously it's from taxpayers. But they do have. Um, there's actually it's it's a freaking billion dollar industry, but there are companies that that sell. Um, like insurance, like an, an insurance, like I mean, we've talked about it before on the show. I'm pretty sure that's that have like that have uh, sell insurance policies to police, where police abuse or what whatever, um, and and they pay, they, they they pay off the claim and the police pay essentially like like an insurance policy. Huh. Uh, 
But check this out. Even if the cop did pay directly, it's still taxpayer money. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're like true. fucked anyway. Yeah. But at least it's getting taken back it's from just, him it, going it, to it, a fucking yeah, taxpayer. Exactly. I would. I would just. Say, I was just gonna say that. At Ron, least to be Ron proper redistribution. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I got one. I don't know if Jerica saw this one because she's been on Facebook and ate it, but uh, I. I know Dan commented on it when I posted it. Oh, you're gonna love this one, Jerica. Feds fine business sixty thousand dollars for selling non-prescription contact lenses without a prescription. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like color changing ones, the ones that don't. Yeah, like the, the little the little picture. I don't know if you can see that. It's a little guy box mask. Oh. Uh, yeah, like the the Halloween ones, the de- decorative contact right. lenses. Yeah. Right. In California. Never saw that one coming. Yeah, a California-based online retailer has ordered to pay $60,000 for selling non-corrective, purely cosmetic contact lenses without first obtaining prescriptions for the non-prescription product. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Government Uh, regulation run amok. Oh, my God. No, this isn't even government regulation. This is, like government oh, enforcers is... run amok. Like, they don't even know what yeah. they're supposed to be enforcing. Yep. Uh, uh, this right. is un- unelected bureaucrats. It's like, you did a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you did a thing and that... I don't know if you're allowed to do that. So, you're in fucking trouble. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Until we figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you figure it <laughs> pay, pay, pay this fine until you know what you're done on. Yeah. <laughs> the, federal, the Federal Trade Commission says Lawrence Duskin repeatedly violated the agency's contact lens rule, which stipulates that retailers can sell contact lenses only after obtaining a copy of a valid prescription or otherwise verifying the consumer prescription with the physician who issued it. When did the people vote on that? What's this rule? The, you know rule, what I mean? like, the rule applies even to non-corrective lenses, non-corrective lenses like the ones Duskin has been selling through a variety of online costume shops since at least 2014. That's not a fucking law, though. Okay, so they're going to take <laughs> their own rules that aren't laws and prosecute them in a court of law if the person fights this? Like, yeah. how does that well, make any sense? It, it, it's going it's to get better. Uh, the commission uh, initially fined Duskin $575,000. Holy fuck. The largest fine ever issued for a violation of the contact rules law before suspending all but 60000 of the penalty condition on Duskin complying with a variety of record-keeping and administrative requirements. Jesus. It's pretty easy to understand why Duskin wasn't verifying the customer's prescription. You wouldn't expect to have to check for a prescription before selling a pair of costume glasses or Quidditch goggles for Harry Potter cosplay. You know what? (sighs) Like, these people need to go to Hollywood because I know for a fact that in Pirates of the Caribbean, they put big whole eyeball contacts on Barbosa to make his eyes look that yellow. They're in Hollywood. They're fucking breaking that rule right left. I'm just Uh, saying. 
Alyssa Bernstein, an attorney with the FTC as a Bureau of Consumer Protection, says the strict rules are necessary because contact lenses are more intrusive than a pair of glasses. Quote, it's a medical device that's regulated by the FDA and something that goes directly onto your eye, Bernstein tells Reason Magazine. Getting the wrong size contact can be serious health risk. You know what? I have things in my fucking nightstand drawer that are even more intrusive than that. Are you going to come fucking <laughs> tell me that I can't buy those? Alabama actually has a law against that. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you can fuck your cousin, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think those qualify as medical devices, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yes, there are potential risks with sticking a tiny piece of plastic onto the front of your eyeball. These risks should be pretty obvious to anyone who is voluntarily buying novelty contact lenses. And those consumers have a pretty good incentive to make sure. And even if they the don't, right it's their fucking eyeballs and they can make themselves yeah. blind if they want. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Requiring a prescription just doesn't make Just looking sense. out for the greater good. Not. Not least because it's unclear how you'd go about getting the prescription for a contact lens that your vision is fine to begin with. And if you can buy gold and diamond, and if you can buy a gold and diamond encrusted grill for your teeth, also an FDA regulated medical device, by the way, one that comes with a list of potential health risks without any prescription from a dentist, it all seems it seems like the standard should apply here also. Yeah. But isn't California here? Here's a like, prescription that says you're allowed no, to get this, this thing. The California and New York are like the meccas <laughs> of unnecessary medical procedures. That yeah, are they really are. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they're they're just the fucking nexus of unnecessary things in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, usually, usually it starts out in California and then moves over to the East Coast. Right, right. Well, the fuckers New York are like is... the, bear, the bearer of bad ideas. Hey, I, I <laughs> don't have to get any permit to buy a firearm, so there's that. So. What's that? That's true. I'm not as bad as New Jersey. I don't have to get a permit to buy a firearm. Oh, I mean, Jesus. I still have to go through background check and all that, but I don't have to get a permit. I don't have. You, you, not for rifles, though, right? Yeah. Well, I still have to go background check for everything, and there's a ten-day waiting period. Really? There's no waiting period here. And, and I, I don't think you have to go and and background check and all that for a rifle now. here. And I can only buy one pistol every thirty days. Like we just huh. go to, like Kevin will like trot off to. Used to be Gander Mountain, but there's a guns and ammo place over here in our county. He could just trot down there and come home with a gun. Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty easy here in Virginia. And the gun doesn't go and, like, sneak out in the middle of the night and kill anybody? Not, I mean, we've never caught them doing it, so I don't okay, know. Good. Did your parents ever catch you sneaking out? <laughs> no. No, this is true. This is true. You got a point there, my man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, mass murder is just taking place without your knowledge. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's probably... That's probably... You guys, I think our guns are all getting together and carpooling <laughs> like Chicago Toy Story. every weekend. No, what, what you really, what you really need to be careful. What you really need to start paying attention to your guns, and when you start seeing like 
small little handguns running around with them. Mm-hmm. Then you know they're out fornicating and, and making them right. We, and we should we should make we should make like a par- a parody of like uh like you know like a gun, toy story a gun gun, gun, gun grabber parody of yeah exactly <laughs> holy shit gun story <laughs> gun story. <laughs> <laughs> and they like sneak out in the middle of the night and cause like mass shootings and shit. Yeah, but then if. <laughs> If they think that you're looking at them, they'll just lay down. Yeah, and they do stop. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, they stop. Exactly. You can't. You can't see them. You just have to believe. Yep. <laughs> you have to have that childlike belief in your heart <laughs> that these guns are and, out and fucking uh, shooting people all by themselves. And at the end of the movie, they all turn themselves into the police. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But they yeah. don't ever show what the police guns do. Right. Right. There's just, well, the dead, there's guns... just dead dogs lying everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like Jesus. the like the, that's like the horror sequel. Right. Police police guns. Uh, police guns police, when police guns go bad. <laughs> <laughs> bad guns, bad guns. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Police guys oh. can have their own cop show on TV. Suspect pulling out a cell phone. Blast him. Yeah. yeah. Gun, Subject wagged his yeah. tail. Sign of aggression. Guns sitting around a campfire <laughs> telling horror stories about bullet buttons. Yeah. Bump <laughs> uh. stock bands and fucking buybacks and shit like that. <clears throat> Nobody registered their uh, mags. Yeah, nobody registered their mags over 10 rounds and nobody turned in their bump stocks in Jersey. And they were like, oh my God. People didn't comply. And Jersey's so commie, but I'm I mean, it's like, it's like full yeah. of like mafia, isn't it? <laughs> Did you really? Kinda, yeah. Italians <laughs> yeah. and Jews. And then, like, the northern yeah. part, and then, like, down towards, like, the southern part, it's more, like, uh, rural. Yeah. It's not, like, so, like, Jersey Shore. Right. Well, I've been down in southern Jersey, <laughs> you know, for, like, Cowtown and shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know. Like, they have the, ba- like, the, the Pine Barrens down there. It's, like, pretty fucking rural. Yeah. Yeah, but I've never been in northern Jersey. Well. It's I not much know. different than northern, or than uh, southern New York. I mean, I it's like a lot of Atlantic people that, City that like, have, they have, like, money from uh you know working in the city and whatnot and they just don't want to pay the rent of the city so they live in like northern jersey and shit like that right i mean not too different than our situation here kevin works in washington dc but i mean yeah we don't fucking want to live there Hell no. Holy yeah, no. Shit. no there's a there's a there's a large population here that, that will work in uh the ski San resorts and, and Truckee and, and sacramento uh but they yeah. live in Reno, but they live in Reno. yeah okay yeah, so Kevin commutes like an hour and a half each direction every day. But it's worth uh, it not to have to live there. Right. Yes, yeah. it's, it's absolutely <laughs> worth it. Like, my, my, kid, my kids will be 19 soon. I'm, I'm thinking about going to live under a bridge in Reno. Just to get, <laughs> right. out, of, just to get yeah. out of California. Come live in my Frank, basement, Frank Jason. Frank Reynolds style. Jason, come live in my basement. You can open carry in Virginia. Oh, hey. Yeah. That's enticing. Yeah. How anarchists help California fire refugees in a Walmart parking lot. 
lay it on us. No. They say mutual aid is better than uh, mutual aid is a better model for providing for aid than traditional top, top traditional top down charity work. Yeah, mutual. Well, it's not traditional. Mutual aid societies have been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mutual aid is more traditional than top-down charity, is all I'm saying. Well, if anything, they've tried to thwart that kind of thing, you know, through oh, definitely. through law, laws and stuff, because they don't want people, like, you know, coming together and, like, uh, being dependent on each other, but, like, helping each other out. They try to, like, you know, discourage yeah. that kind of thing. They can't let us build a sense of community, through, through because the then what the fuck do we need them for? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So. Yeah, uh, before the fire, the Walmart parking lot in Chico, California, was already a natural place for people to seek a kind of refuge if they didn't have any other place to stay. According to Steve Bread or Steve Breedlove, a local anarchist activist, the superstore turned a blind eye uh, when people passing the town parked overnight and slept in their cars. So when the campfire slept, when the campfire slept through the region, utterly destroying the town of Paradise and displacing over fifty thousand people. It was natural that some hundred some hundred evacuees came to the parking lot to set up tents, and it was natural for Walmart to initially encourage them. Some started calling it Camp Wallywood. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I used to live in the area. Uh, my brother lives in Chico. Uh, my daughter was actually at college uh, nearby when the fire started. Um, I have been to Paradise thousands of times it's a beautiful town it's absolutely destroyed but uh, so yeah I, I have connections to it. Uh, as for the people in the lot work to adjust to the sudden change of circumstances they were helped by among other groups a loose organization called North Valley Mutual Aid based on the principles of solidarity not charity mutual aid is a process of providing assistance to communities by working with and supporting them based on their needs rather than from a top-down hierarchical approach to aid. Right. The principle yeah. meant that when a paradise evacuee named Tammy expressed a need for community space, NVMA's cleanup and rebuild working group helped build one in the parking lot. Two large beige tents set up side by side with pillows, chairs, books, and some other items inside to make a to make up communal communal space. A cardboard sign that is taped outside Reading, come get warm. For Tammy, this was important for recovering from the collective trauma of the fire. Both, we all heal in the community together, and when NVMA came out and built this community space, I know they get it because community is how we heal. Said in a, in a video filmed by NVMA, uh, quote, community is how we get everything done. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I agree completely. Uh, I was saying the paradise we, we mentioned at the beginning, um, it's 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 a small, close knit group, the close close knit town. I mean, it, the the town itself is like I want to say it's like forty five thousand people, um, and mostly retirees, uh, disabled, a lot of low income people, a lot of people that <coughs> don't like the don't like the, the urban life, and it, it's up in the up on the hill. It's like I think like twenty eight hundred feet. Gets some snow, but not a lot. Um, and it is, it is a really close knit town. Like, like nobody, nobody goes hungry in that town. Nobody, nobody goes without that town. If, if you need something, you, 
you know, or, or there's some sort of community event like a uh, like the little like the little league. The little league always gets sponsored. They always get more than they than they need. Uh, the high school like random people come to the high school football games and the, and the high school basketball games and the baseball games. And, uh, it's a really really strong community. And mm-hmm. like and, and it was destroyed destroyed like the entire town was destroyed. Like all all but a few neighborhoods of the town are they're gone. Right. So so crazy. And yeah. So yeah, the community community is, is how this this city and this this area is going to come back together. And being able to see anarchists, even if they are not traditional capitalists, <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm ecstatic to see yeah. people. Like, like I always love to see people that. take initiative and help others without anybody telling them they have to. And I especially love it when they do it despite people telling them they can't. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I love to see people just rolling up their sleeves and fucking helping. Helping other people wow. just because it's the right thing to do. Well, yeah, I mean, no. an- an- anarchist or not, it's just like kind of part of humanity that I think we've lost along the way because I don't know. It just seems to be that there's this like disconnect where everybody's so atomized and there's like no more like sense of community anymore. That like I think that's a big part of what I mean, anarchists that... are fighting against. You know, like what we're trying. No, I, I, to... I don't. I, yeah. Yeah, because because that's the only way that that you can be free is if. You don't need government for anything. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And to not need government, you have to do the shit the government does now, which is, you know, the things that people value, especially, which is helping others. Yeah. Well, yeah. One, of, one of the things that, uh, that sedition, subversion, sabotage, field man number one, the one, one of the things that, that Ben Stone really touts is that the government will exist as long as there's a market demand. Or government services. Yeah, so exactly. If, if we if we can create alternatives yeah, to, that's what I've said. to to government services, uh, yeah. and people see those and people like those, people start using those. It weakens the need for for the government services. Right. Well, the hardest the, part about the, that is that they've criminalized. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the yeah, cases yeah. they've criminalized they, well, competition. Because they know that. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Because they know yeah. that if somebody offers a fucking non-coercive alternative, that people are going to fucking flock to that instead of fucking have a gun pointed at their head and being like, right. hey, well, this is how it's going to be. You right. know what I mean? Yep. And not only and not, not only, that- only just because of coercion, a lot of people don't even think of that. Like, for a lot of people, the, a lot of consumers of services and goods, it doesn't even cross their fucking mind that, 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 that to be pissed that they're being forced to use this one yeah. single monopolized provider. Um, mm-hmm. But the government knows it can't compete with private market versions of its services because yeah. <laughs> the you know private industry always does it better than government. Government always has the shitty options. Well, it's more responsive I mean, yeah, and there's... more flexible. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know shit like, you know, like government cheese. It's always a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Having to wait for all fucking day at the DMV to, you know, change your middle initial or whatever. Like, everybody knows the government services suck. Well, because like, bureaucracy slows suck. everything down. Yeah. yeah there's, there, I mean, the, the, the campfire, the, the campfire in, in Paradise, 
uh, is a perfect example of, of of how well people come together when other people are in need. Yep. Uh, there's there's hundreds hundreds of stories uh, that are that are, have been posted on on Facebook and and and, and the alternative media and the, the mainstream media um, of of people coming together to to help these people in the campfire. Um, like there there's a story in the local paper here, like uh, the day after the fire started. Like before, you could even go up, go up Highway 99 and get into Chico. There were there was a story here about a guy that went to the Goodwill and dropped like eight hundred dollars on clothing and drove it yeah. like drove it west up 101 to 299 over into Redding and then south back down into Chico. Like he he took he took a ten hour route for what should have been a two hour drive, but because of the fire, he couldn't go north. So he took. He took he took he took eight hours out of his way, and he still got there. Then faster to, than government help to deliver clothing to people. Yeah. Um, there's stories about a, um, uh, a there's like a, a family a family of six that their house burnt down and, and they were staying in a tent. Um, and there was a like a lo local news story about them. Uh, like they're they're talking to them and they showed the tent. And like all six of them were staying in this this little tent, and some guy in Utah saw it. And, and the guy in Utah is like, I have a camper I'm not using. And he he, he drove he contacted the family through Facebook and drove a camper out to them. And and now that now the family's living in a camper and other people saw the story about him driving the camper and donated all sorts of stuff. There there are people from all over the country that are that are that are in contact with the, with the guy in Utah getting campers to him or, or having him hook them up with other families that, that lost their homes and mm. people are, are donating or long-term renting or, you know, or use it until I don't need it. You know, use it until you don't need it anymore right. uh, to campers to people. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like that, that is so much better than government service. Like FEMA, oh, yeah. it, it took FEMA like 10 days to get there. And now FEMA has FEMA's talking about renting a, a an empty field on the north side of town and bringing in trailers. Like, what's what's that going to do? What's that really going to do? That like that's I mean it, it'll get some people out of the cold and out of the rain, but what's that going to take three months to get there? Right. I mean that's that's a that's a lot of trailers to get there. Number one. Right. Number two, we know the quality of government products. I mean. They they, 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 they they destroyed like a thousand of them right before Maria Maria hit Houston because they had mold in them. You know, and there was. There, and I mean, if people insist that FEMA does something, why doesn't FEMA just ensure the campers that people are donating and like encourage people to donate or to to loan their camper to a family in need and just give some kind of insurance? that if it's damaged, they'll be reimbursed for that. Like, I mean, you know, and I because would be so be grateful. Right. <laughs> I, I would be so grateful <laughs> if somebody loaned me a camper in a situation like that. I would take the world's best care of it. Uh -huh. You know? <clears throat> so a, I think well, most well, people would be very respectful. There, 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 was, another, there was another article um, about a guy in Southern California who's from the Paradise area. Millionaire, millionaire in Southern California, from the Paradise area, and he saw what happened, and he actually got in contact with the principal of Paradise High School, 
um, and and got hooked up with the kids and actually came up and gave the kids uh, a check for like a thousand dollars to each kid. It was like, it came out to like one point two million. He, he, just, he wrote he wrote him a check. Here's a check for a thousand dollars. Right, and he's and he and his justification was it was because it was because these kids need money now. Right. They don't need they don't need it in two months. Like if, if you were to set up an organization or you were to donate it to the Red Cross or, or whatever else, yeah. Through bureaucracy, I mean these kids might they might not ever get the thousand right. dollars. They might but they need clothes. I mean, most of them have nothing but the clothes on their back. So most, they need clothes. the fire the fire moves so quick that most people escaped with nothing but the clothes on their back. Right. That's what yeah, that's what I just said. Uh, like they that's all they have. So they need toothbrushes. They need, you know, they need clothes. They need food. They need shampoo. They need toiletries. They need every fucking thing. They have literally nothing. Everything in their life, every material possession is ash. And yeah, they need money right fucking now to get the things that they need. Well, I just wanted to put put in two things is that, I mean... I'm glad that people come together during natural disasters, but it seems to be that it takes that for people to come together, which is the sad part. But uh, the positive part is that they do come together. But well, I mean, it's all a matter of really. I mean, because they're, they're, I mean, people do work together, but I mean, it, it seems that it, it, like it, it takes a tragedy for people to really like, you know, um, to, put, to put politics aside, become in tune with. They're like, yeah become in tune with their humanity and like have compassion for other people and things like that and the other thing is uh, that i wanted to say was that like you know this um it always demonstrates every time that there is a natural disaster that there are people that are compassionate and there are people that want to help other people and that it's way more responsive than any government bureaucracy or whatever it like always out out um outshines whatever the fuck government can offer so it's like oh What's the better here, option here, guys? We govern ourselves and work together, or we fucking, you know, uh, all, you know, get robbed by this one fucking monopolistic entity that you know, provides shitty service. Right. That provides either shitty or non-existent fucking service, regardless of yeah, what exactly. you promise. Lip, ser- lip service. Yeah, lip service. <laughs> Shit service or lip service. That's all you get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That should be the slogan. <laughs> Actually, if I run for president in 2020, it's going to be shit, uh, shit service or lip service. There you go. Right. <laughs> shit service or lip service. Name your poison. H- hindsight <laughs> is 2020. <laughs> Dan, Dan Holder. Memes for, memes for a better tomorrow. Can I be your running mate, Dan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Uh... No, this, this is exactly the reason why I am an arch. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly the reason why I am an because uh, you don't want anybody like be near power. No. Because nope. there'd be like uh, there'd be a lot hanging from fucking lamp posts. Ten out of ten, they're gonna <laughs> fucking misuse it. Okay, they're gonna oh, misuse yeah. well, the power I, 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 over did, your I life. admit that I did. I misuse it. That's why I don't want any part of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I misuse the power over my own life, but you know what? That's my fault. <laughs> That's my responsibility. Yeah, let's, let's mitigate that. Yeah. Let's mitigate that. I don't want to have to do any, you know, further damage. I'll relegate it to myself. <laughs> because but, I said so. For me, like, it's the other, like, you could state it the other way because 
I can't even fucking manage my own life properly. I have zero business trying to manage somebody (laughs) else's fucking life. And I don't think I'm unique. I think everybody has trouble managing their own fucking life. You know? I know better than you how to run your own life. Right. Yeah. No. (laughs) That's exactly what government is. Yeah, that's exactly what government is. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Now. We, we I know bar- a better way. Do it my way or I'll throw you in a cage. Yeah. Because I said so. At gunpoint. Yeah. Resist Good me times. and I'll shoot you and say that I feared for my life. <laughs> but we're the heroes of the toughest men on the planet. Right. Back the blue bitch. <laughs> or I'll fucking <laughs> throw you in prison for playing NWA. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Alright. We, we've, we've buried the lead literally the whole episode so let's just let's get to this last one alright Westford Residence gives town the middle finger and there's nothing anyone can do about it so awesome this one I did see I have been on a Facebook detox but this one I did see Uh, if you find yourself what was that in? go ahead if you find yourself doing a double take after you the story Dude, don't say go ahead and then talk again when he starts talking. <laughs> Rude. God. I do that. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, President Dan. Go ahead. No, not you. I was talking to Dan. <laughs> She's giving me shit. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jason. All right. If you find yourself doing a double take while driving down Route 128 between, West, between Westford and Fairfax, Yes, that is a seven-foot-tall sculpture of a raised middle finger carved from a 700-pound block of pine and perched atop a 16-foot pole on the property of Ted Pelkey. Oh, and it's lit up at night. And then they have, they have, a, they have a picture of it lit up. Fucking legend. <laughs> which, is, which is fantastic. Um, okay. Um, I want um, a gas lamp district full of those. Just yeah. like replace every gas lamp. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pelkey erected the provocative sculpture on Friday in protest of a long-running dispute with the town of Westford. The town's development review board denied Pelkey a permit for an 8,000 square foot garage he wants to build on his 11-acre property. Yeah. Permits. Yeah, it, That's when the government takes your freedom and then sells it sells back it to you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, he spent four thousand dollars on the middle finger sculpture carved in Vermont by an artisan. He declined a name. "Quote: We've been trying to put a business there for the past ten years." Pelkey said, "It's just never ending. Their railroading is really good." Yeah, that's what they do. All these little fucking bureaucrats get high on their fucking little minuscule fucking marvels of power that they have and they can't help but abuse them. They just oh, there's, pe- fucking there's, help there's it. people that like came up here from the city that wanted to develop like a huge plot of land in the area and like bring in businesses and shit and the, and the bureaucrats in the town were like oh no we don't want that it'll be an eyesore. Yep. Yeah in our town the zoning laws are so strict because they want to keep the yeah, small town feel. Okay you want to yeah. keep your small town feel. Meanwhile, I have to drive 45 fucking minutes anytime I need to go to the doctor or the fucking yeah, dentist yeah. because there's nothing right. here. 
and you won't let anything move here, you asshole. Exactly. Uh, Pilkey, That's what they do. Pilkey's <laughs> business is currently located in Swanton, where he says he's running out of space. His main business is cleaning pools for a mil- for a monofilament line company. For cleaning spools for a mon- monofilament line company. Pelkey and his son also do some truck repair on the side. Quote, it's a low-impact thing, Pelkey said in his business. We have such little traffic you'd wonder if we were open. Allison Hope, chair of the Westford Select Board, said Pelkey's application for a building permit fell short of the permits it needed to score in the review process by the development of the whole world. Allison Hope, chair of the Westford Select Board, said Pelkey's application for a building permit fell short of the points it needed to score in the review process by the Development Review Board. Dude, I almost fell asleep while you were reading what she said. (laughs) That's like some fucking hardcore bureaucracy bullshit right there. For a building permit, his application for the building permit fell short of the points it needed to score in the review process by the Development Review Board. So, so it's just a way to railroad people, essentially. So, what, what are these points? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's all subjective. And there's a score, and not only that, but then the score has to, like, it's, then there's the review process, and it goes through this board, and holy shit. Right. In notice of the decision provided by the Burlington Free Press by the towns listed a variety of reasons for the denial of the building permit, including that the application does not describe the purpose use of the structure and that it doesn't include the necessary information about lighting that will, quote, likely be needed for security purposes. Holy shit. None of that is your fucking business. Right? Oh it, my god! It's on. It's an eight thousand square foot business on his eleven acre property. Yeah, eight thousand oh. square foot is not that big on that size of fucking property. It's really not. Yeah, you know, uh, and and the middle finger? Question mark. Quote: He apparently can do what he's done. Hope said in the sculpture. Hope had the town planning coordinator look at the zoning regulations. And there was nothing the town could do to stop the finger from being raised. It's not advertising a business or service, so it's not a billboard, Hope said, which are banned in Vermont. Instead, it falls under the category of public artwork. Yeah. So he didn't... They're fucking eating it now. He didn't need a permit to build that fucking middle finger. Hold on. on. Yeah. Quote, quote, the Pelkies can do what they like to exercise their free speech within the laws and regulations. No, that's not how that fucking works. That's Uh, not how any of this works. Residents were like, I don't see a problem with it. That's like like he's he's exercising his free speech. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they even bother saying that. You can do what you like as long as you only do things we like. That's, like, you, why yeah, even bother you, saying you, you can do what you like? Because you fucking can't. You have the it's freedom to do whatever freedom. you want. You have the freedom to do whatever you want as long as it follows the law. Right. Yeah. Within yeah. these parameters. Yeah. <laughs> You're free within <laughs> this fence line. <laughs> oh. You're free on this plantation to stay on this plantation and work on this plantation 
But don't well, you try like to having, leave. It's, it's like having dogs and like setting up an electric fence they can't see and then telling them they're free. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't even tell my dogs they're free. I'm fucking. They just know. <laughs> I have a electric <laughs> fence with deer net on it and shit. I'm like, you're not going anywhere, you little asshole. Burlington attorney. Burlington attorney Brian Monaghan has represented Tokyo for the past six or seven years and said, "Quote: I think." I, I think what I would say is that he doesn't feel like the town of Westford has given him a fair shake. Oh, you think? No, I think people go around carving seven-foot-tall statues in the middle finger for fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you're an anarchist, you do, but... <laughs> well, Man, maybe, there's, yeah. the, uh, there's the uh, close-up of the statue on the ground from the carving. That's awesome. And it's lit up. Well, see, this is it's a perfect example of, like... This is a perfect example yeah, of what ju- uh, J- Jason Jason was saying uh, earlier about how he yeah. makes more anarchists in the state. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. The guy's probably an anarchist, but he just doesn't know it. Right. So many people <laughs> are, like for yeah. real. So many people are, and they just don't realize it. They're too afraid of the word to really understand. You know, like like so many people believe that freedom is the ultimate. Like you know principle that people should be living their lives by I mean but they don't realize these other things that they support are kind of the opposite of that kind of the antithesis of that <laughs> like well if they if, don't if realize you just vote for Republicans everything will change you know what I mean oh yeah of course. <laughs> God. they just don't I mean that's the mentality, um, though. That's like that's why I had to make a joke about it because it's like it's so ridiculous that like I know there's that, just like... a there's a big problem with definitions and shit these days and you know intellectual honesty and anyways I could go on for hours about that shit but <laughs> what else is in that article? Jeez. <laughs> that was that was it. The, oh, okay. Uh, the, the only extra only other thing is that he was uh, uh he appealed the decision but he hasn't heard back from them. Of course not. He, he, course he, appealed, not. he appealed the decision. What do you think that they're going to give him a favorable fucking thing? Yeah, he, 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 he appealed the, the decision and board, still like... put up the finger. Yeah. I say that he just built a personal garage on his fucking property. That was his problem, honestly. He was being too fucking honest with them. I, to start I with. think that the, the government is the problem, but I, I understand the point. Right, no, no. I, but I mean, like, you know, when you're dealing with these assholes... Don't be any more fucking honest with them than they are with you, and they're not at all honest with you. Exactly. They don't fucking deserve your honesty. Get around but them they, however you can. But they might have had a hard on for them, and if they found out, they would probably would have fucking slammed them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just a middle finger. A middle finger is. I I, I want to say I want to say it's like it's like it's it's not as cool as the killdozer. No, no way. Killdozer, is like a, definitely makes a, a fantastic statement. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a non, right. it's a non, it's a non-violent statement. And he can just leave it up forever, and like, then they'll be the right town. Other end of the spectrum. Oh, I yeah. gar- I guarantee you, at the like the next, the next meeting, the next community meeting or or county meeting or whatever, they're going to talk about that and they're going to try and get some ordinance. Yeah, that would that would call it a a, a vulgar gesture or, or something like that and, and try to get it taken down. Right. Yeah. Because that's they the feel way threatened. that dictators do things. Yeah. 
Yeah. People don't think dictators be like they do. But, but, they, but they do. But they be. Yeah. But they be. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, they got dicks to take. They're dictators. I mean, dictators gonna dictate, right? Well, I mean, shit. You got uh, people think like you know, dictatorship exists on a federal level. That shit exists all the way down to a fucking. Uh, yeah, you know it exists mean, uh, even uh, like, in your family. Like I'm a dictator. Well, yeah, in my house. yeah. Like I, I don't mean, fucking. I don't deny that, but you know what? I actually have a right to be in my house on my property with my children who I am responsible for. So, but I am. But, but I mean, like, even like HOAs are a small dictatorship. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We got so many HOAs out here. I despise them so bad. We have so many out here. You, you can't, around this area, within, I mean, a couple hundred miles of us it's almost impossible impossible to buy new construction that is not in an HOA. Like yeah. they're extremely rare. So they're, they're higher property values um, because almost every builder does HOAs now. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. All right. One, one more, one more quick laugh before we go. Yeah. 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 AK-47 involved in accidental shooting of teen was stolen and burglary earlier that day. Humboldt, Texas, the AK-47 rifle involved in the accidental shooting of a 17-year-old girl Tuesday was linked to a burglary that occurred that occurred earlier in the day. The girl accidentally shot herself when she tried putting the weapon in her cat leg. We've got our plot for gun stories, Dan. We've got our plot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, wandered right. Off. <laughs> <laughs> wandered off all by itself. Darwin, Darwin has an eye twitch going over that one. We, right. can, tie in the, we can tie in the Me Too movement because it tried to get in her pants. Now, she didn't get killed, right? No, she lived. Where, where did she shoot herself? In the leg? In the leg, yeah. Okay, so she's not eligible for a Darwin Award, so that kind of fucking sucks. Um, Smooth move, Because in order, I don't know if you guys know this, but in order to get a Darwin Award, the Darwin Awards are a real thing. There's there's books that come out every year. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that, but in order to qualify for a Darwin Award, you have to effectively remove yourself from the gene pool, either by killing yourself somehow or by fucking blowing off your genitals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In some way, in some way, rendering yourself unable to procreate. <laughs> so that's the actual like prerequisite for earning a Darwin Award is is to remove yourself from the gene pool. <laughs> Make Darwin great again. Yeah. Have you guys ever read the Darwin I'm, I'm Awards? No, oh my no. God. I'm Get looking up a copy. I'm looking them up after we get off this, though. Yeah, the Darwin Awards. Would, would a woman, like a feminist, getting a hysterectomy considered as, like, you know, Darwin Award material or no? No, it has to be some kind of, like, I mean, like, systemic, <laughs> like, societal stupidity isn't enough. It has to be, like, extreme, fucking hilarious like, stupidity. Like the, the... like the guy that glued his hands to a rhinoceros's ass and he fucking. <laughs> Died because Why? he suffocated on shit because the thing shit on him so much. He suffocated. Oh, that guy won a Darwin Award. The lady, um, the lady, the lady in Washington that died from the 
brain bacteria a year after using tap water in her neti pot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that wasn't necessarily stupidity, but tap water. Well, true, tap water. But I mean, like, like most of the Darwin Award winners are males, and they usually like mangled their junk in some ridiculous fucking Superman plan kind of way. You know, like, oh my god, you guys know what I'm talking about, man. Plan, you yeah. guys know what I'm talking about, yeah. So, but it's hilarious. You guys should get yourselves copies if you ever, I don't know, are sitting in a waiting room somewhere. You should take that book with you because it's <laughs> fucking awesome. So, All right, you guys got well, I'm gonna pitch the my, my next pitch is I'm gonna do the hashtag challenge. The what? You're breaking up. No, I said I'm going to do the hashtag feminist hysterectomy challenge. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> your hysterectomy, your your uterus is oppressing you. Because yeah, exactly. You, it you is, don't need to have children. <laughs> right. Your uterus yep. is pressuring you every month to get pregnant, and it punishes you <laughs> with your menstrual cycle when you don't. This is this is oppression, and you need to root this out by the ovaries just rip it all out <laughs> dude i already have your whole fucking like all you had to do was say that now i've got all your rhetoric plan propaganda campaign and i know just how we there's can a 50 the percent chance that you could produce of a uh, you could produce a, a male fucking, a member of the yeah. patriarch patriarchy yes. <laughs> your uterus is a tool of the patriarchy because it doesn't even allow you to choose the gender of your child not that you can choose the gender of a child. You can't even recognize the gender of a child. You have to wait until the child is eight years old before you can give them hormone treatments to become the gender that you've pressured you, them into Yeah, being. exactly. You let them decide. It doesn't right. matter what you're going to tell you. But you don't actually let them decide. You have to, like, drop <laughs> subliminal messages through their entire childhood and fucking yeah. pressure them to be what you want them to be. Oh, God. I hate to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me sick, dude. Me too. It really does. Oh me my too. god. <clears throat> Honey, well, Jason and I were talking about this a couple days ago on Telegram. Just yeah. when, like when Dan- because Declan overheard his brothers joking around. You know all the jokes about like like um, people saying, "Oh, capitalism is gay because you're literally like collecting pictures of other dudes," and you know what I mean, like. <laughs> So the big boys joke around with each other and say that like wanking is gay because you're touching a dick. Right. But my five-year-old heard that and he thought that he was gay because he touches his dick in his bedroom by himself. And so he tells me the other day, he's like, like, Hey mom, did you know that I'm gay? Oh my God. No. I was like, no, I didn't know that. What makes you say that though? And he's like, oh, because of the stuff that I do in my room by myself that I'm not supposed to do in front of other people. <laughs> and I'm like, you mean playing with your peanut? Because he calls it his peanut. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, if you touch peanuts, you're gay. And I touch my peanut. And I was like, that's not quite what that means, honey. And I explained to him, I was like, like, it doesn't matter, but you're not old enough to even think about that because like gay is if you wanted to kiss and date and marry a boy 
right? Just touching your peanut doesn't make you gay. And <laughs> but he's like, he'll be six in February, and he has no fucking clue. Yeah, no. None. He only knows what he's absorbed from people around him. So, like, this mom in Texas who's saying her six-year-old is going to transition in two years because he knows he's trans, I call fucking bullshit. Because, you know what? Kids don't know shit about shit in that regard, No, they don't. Declan is not my first. (laughs) They only know what they're told, like, pretty much. Right. This isn't just a one-kid, like, anomaly. I mean... I have a 16-year-old and an 11-year-old, and I have a 16-year-old stepson, too, who's almost 17. Like, I, this ain't my first rodeo. I've been doing this parenting mm-hmm. thing for a while. And I don't give a fuck if that mother is a pediatrician. She's abusing her fucking kid if he's six oh, totally. and thinks that he's trans only when he's around her. He's not like that when he's with his dad, her ex-husband. So, yeah, Jason and I were talking about that. Anyways, that's how that... But what- Topic. What I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's a it's a it's a social engineering program that they're pushing. But yeah. It was like it was never this prevalent like ten years ago. Like no. I mean, for 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 a a group well, that like, comprises like maybe one to two percent of society on the not whole. Even. Oh, not even. Not if even that, close. If that. It's like. But they make it seem like it's, it's like, like one so, like, It's so normal now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's though. like it's, like, it's so ridiculous. Is like, what I'm saying, or yeah. like a thousand. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. It's fucked up. Like, that, and that's that. The thing that sticks with me is like, if you're an adult and you want to do that shit, whatever, just be retarded on your own. Right. But don't push that shit on kids, man. Like, cause that shit yeah. fucking oh, it really gets to me. And what like, is I with saw people that, I, I saw always that. having to jump feet first into everything? Look, it used to be that you taught your kids. Don't do anything irrevocable. Okay, let's yeah. let's just wait a while and see. Don't do anything irrevocable. Don't, you know, when in doubt, don't do anything. Just wait and see. You know, like yeah. that's that's how we grew up, right? It could be a and, phase. Right. And if it's not okay, great. When you're old enough to really know your mind, you know, whatever. It's that's your life and it's up to you. But what happened to parents saying, you are too young to be chopping parts of your body off or to be chopping your yeah, body let's off? Chemically or, castrate you because you think you're a female. Or to be interfering with your natural growth processes. And puberty is a natural growth process. Well, you got, you got to recognize the, the amount of, or the, the, the role that social social. Social pressure plays in this sort of thing. Oh, with kids. Yes. Hell um, yeah. Not, not, not only with kids, but with adults. Yeah. Like, you, you, the, the, the inundation of, of this and, and like, the it's amount, not just it's not, social the, pressure, it's, it's well, social no, no, currency. It's, so, yeah, it There's, is social currency. But, you know, yeah. it's, 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 what, it's what other people are doing, it's what the cool people are doing. I, I want to be like them, look at how brave they are, right. blah, blah, blah. Or it's it, like it's, Moonchild no, no proxy almost, but it's, uh-huh. it's like, it's it's, it, it's it's no different. It's no different in a lot of ways than like Black Lives Matter or the Occupy movement or the it's the, for the, attention. The, 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 the Patriot movement or or anything. It else. gets people attention. Exactly. And some of these parents, it, like you know, like like um, comparing it to Munchausen by proxy is a very apt comparison. I think I think it's a version of 
Munchausen by proxy. You know? Very much so. Like, instead of the parent making their child sick to get the attention that comes from being the caregiver of a very sick child, they are making their child trans to get the attention that comes with being the brave, supportive, yeah, awesome yeah. parent of yeah. a child. It, yeah, it's, it's the, the, same, <coughs> the, the, the same attitude taken to an extreme, of course, mm-hmm. that you find in people that, that push their sons to play football or, or baseball or things like that or, or force their daughters to do beauty pageants and things like that. Like right. Parents try right. to live vicariously through their children. Right. And you know what? This this whole thing with like the um, you know it's 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 typically far left people like this. They don't understand. They bitch about shit like toxic masculinity, and they don't see that they are the flip side of that exact same fucking coin. Their shit is every bit as toxic. Uh-huh. Oh, it's as way the more shit toxic. At the other end, at least. Yeah, uh, uh, it's at least as toxic. Well, as toxic, toxic masculinity is just men being men, and that like that actually fucking held things together for a long time. No, I'm they, well. And then I they emasculated like the men. Who, I meant the ones. <laughs> no, no, I meant I meant the ones who use it, not the ones who use it for everything and to just hate mm. men in general, but the ones who use it for men who are like super uh, asshole, like, macho, al- like alpha, alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right, I know, but I mean, the ones that the ones that are real dicks about it you know what i mean like so the the people who use toxic masculinity for those extreme examples to which it might even actually apply i don't fucking know but the people who use that oh guys like that are douchebags i would oh yeah i I would agree that it's but toxic toxic femininity is a thing too yeah all right let's get that straight right the 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 meme and it has the uh the 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 uh the it has it has a line that's like fascism on one side and socialism on the other, and then right below it is a circle, and fascism and and, and socialism are, are, are right at the top together. Yeah, it's it's the the, the, the same the same thing. Yeah, know, I was just gonna they, say that too. You, you took know, the words right they, out of my mouth. They, they try they try to they, they they try to advertise themselves as as the opposites of of, of the, 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 the toxic masculinity and, and the hierarchy and the patriarchy and all this other like well it's polarization there's a thin line between love and hate and this is the same concept uh-huh. you know where the two extremes are actually so close together just because of how extreme they are mm-hmm. you know yeah instead of, instead of coming into like cohesion and balancing each other out that they've gotten total like polarity mode yeah yeah. So Yeah. It's identity politics because you can't hold a position anymore without identifying as part of the entire community that also holds that position. Like you you can't have individual opinions on different issues anymore. You have to be like a one issue fucking identifier these days. <laughs> politics in and of itself is kind of like racist and sexist and everything else that they project and call everybody else yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's like right? hilarious and it's the same thing we're talking about like how the government is like an abuser in an abusive relationship it's projection it's gaslighting yep. they i mean these are all abusive all of these are what i would consider toxic and abusive relationships mm. you know all of the like 
all of these political identity politics, like segregating themselves and shit. All of this is toxic, in my opinion. Yep. It's all, it's all antithetical. Yep. It absolutely is. Uh, make Darwin great again. Yep. <laughs> Ladies, go get hysterectomies. Well, Men, what, go get what, better, what better we are in social cohesion than fucking to uh, polarize everybody and atomize everyone in those camps yeah. where they can fucking hate on each other, you know what I mean? And actually work towards a common goal. Right. Because we can't... We're just individual sticks. We can't be a faggot unless we're bundled together. <laughs> exactly. And they can't break us if uh. we're faggots. Nope. We can take a pounding. <laughs> they can't let us bundle together. <laughs> or we become the unbreakable. We can't we can't have we can't have Slinky up in there now. <laughs> <laughs> Leave deliverance out of this. <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Banjo plays in the distance. Dude, for real, Dan, I've been to his house. You're not even joking. <laughs> I, I know. You said that it shit doesn't even show up on GPS. So no, like, it doesn't. We had to meet him at the truck stop. <laughs> That's and legit. it's like it's like a fucking 20-minute drive. It's not that far as the crow flies, but it's through like fields where there's legit no driveway or road through them at all. And like yep. hills and shit. So we're just like fucking cross country fucking off-roading to get to his trailer back on the... Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. On that note, you guys got anything else? No, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pee. I gotta go. Yeah, I got stuff to do. All right. On that note, thank you for joining us. Episode 50. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time, whenever that is. Probably next year. Peace. Peace.